that man let's do that hockey oh, oh baseball never mind yeah moving on look at the <laughs> hat not the not the shirt all righty as uh our diehard fans are aware by now we like to kick off each episode with our top five rankings we're calling rankings instead of rankings because we're cool like that uh so not, finally yeah <laughs> low-hanging fruit there uh not much has changed same five teams in a different order, but here we go. Uh, we actually had a three-way tie for third place, and I'll tell you how I split them up in just a bit. So coming to number five, it's Pittsburgh Pirates. They got seven votes. They received a third and two-fourths. I still did not vote for them. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> uh, the Rangers coming in fourth with two-thirds and a fifth. Somebody did not vote for them. Uh, Baltimore coming in third. With a second and a third. The Braves holding tight in second with three seconds and a fourth. And once again, for the back-to-back weeks, the Rays sweep the one seed in our rankings. Just a few stats here before you guys give a little input. The Rays, like I said, have been first uh, every week so far of our rankings. Back-to-back unanimous picks. The Braves have been on it three straight weeks now. Uh, went from 16 votes down to 11, back up to 14 this week. Orioles, back-to-back weeks, and I gave them the three spot because they had the highest single vote. They got a second-place vote. The other two teams did not receive a second. So I put Baltimore third, even though the Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers, and Pittsburgh Pirates all had the same total point value. Uh, Rangers, back-to-back weeks now as well. Of course, we all know Jared voted for them an extra week, and we didn't. So he was ahead of the curve. Uh, and uh, the Pirates are back-to-back once again, went from fourth to fifth, but are part of that three-way tie. Other teams receiving votes, I once again voted for the Brewers and D-backs. I have voted for them almost every week. <laughs> uh, the Cubs made uh, their uh, their first appearance in our rankings. I assume that was Corey, and I believe Joseph put the Dodgers on there again in the fifth seed. Um, so not much to talk about. I put the Diamondbacks in there again. Today, they are not in first place. They have spent, counting today, they've spent two days outside of first place since taking it over first week of the season. So I keep giving them some love. Um, and I went with the Brewers instead of the Cubs or Pirates in the Central. Same conversation as last week. So I don't know if you guys got much else to add there. Uh, not much has changed, but what are you guys seeing there in the top five? Why are not giving Pittsburgh a vote? <laughs> yeah. I think they're about to come crashing down. Joe, actually, Joe's awesome, persuasive uh, presentation last week. Sounds good, looks good, but ain't going to last <laughs> well. Uh, it convinced me to keep the Brewers in there over the Pirates, even though the Pirates still have a better record. Yeah, I think the series that's starting tonight is going to be – or show us if they're the real deal or not, because they're they're starting a series with the Rays. 
So um, I don't know. Well, that's a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the two best records in each league. Um, so it's uh, they actually lost today. So they lost four to one. Still, I mean, you know, only gave up four to the race and scored one, which is you can score on the race. That's still pretty good. Um, but it, we'll we'll see how the rest of that series goes. I think it'll be telling. And if it doesn't go well for them, I could see them dropping off entirely. Um, but uh, it, as far as you were correct that I I did put the Cubs in there and. <laughs> Um, they got swept by the Marlins, but again, they were competitive games. Um, but, uh, so I, I think they're the best team in the central. They've just been unlucky. Um, and I will gladly talk about that some more. Yeah. It seems like each week somebody in the central sneaks into our rankings, um, because the American league central is pretty poor. And the National League West, we thought would be at least two powerhouse teams, um, hasn't turned out that way. Mm-hmm. Dodgers crept back into first after last night's game, but it hasn't been an impressive schedule. They beat up on the Central in their last 10 games uh, to finally pass the Diamondbacks. So uh, we expect the Dodgers and Padres to be in top five every week, and they've barely been in there. So there's room for those NL Central teams to to stake claim there, I think. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you say the AL Central sport because I I when I was listening to some some previous episodes trying to make shorts either I I made one and uh, we all unanimously picked the Cardinals to win the Central and Aaron after the discussion said that the reason he picked the Cardinals was because the rest of the division was poo. Um, <laughs> I did say it would be close between them and the Brewers. Well, I was just not confident that the Brewers would be all in and the Cardinals left spring training acting like they were all in. Yeah. And since then, have sent Walker back to AAA, kept Libertor down, even though the rotations poo, oh my and gosh. have not called up Juan Yepes. So the Cardinals are not acting like they're all in. They they faked me out. Yeah, Libertor has been on my list of things to talk about for weeks, and I've never sneaked them in. But it makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, I know a, a team I got in the AL, kind of like how you're describing the Pirates. I left off Texas because I think the old I won't say they'll like crash to earth, but um, I think their pitching staff is probably playing better than they should with Evoldi, Martin Perez. He's pitching like an ace and he's probably a, you know, a two or three. The Grom, if he stays healthy, he's always a monster, but that's probably the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest if in baseball, right? Yeah. Um, And then I stuck. Real quick, Corey, I stuck the Dodgers back on there. They've been playing pretty well recently. Their lineups been pretty strong. And if they could find another starter other than fourth, the, the god of thunder, more like the god of a light wind, um, <laughs> you know, they could be, they could have a pretty nasty, pretty nasty team. But they're in first now. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, and, and I think the West, it just seemed, you know, West, it seems like has had a tough schedule to start the season. And they, they've been just kind of beating up on each other as well. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, because we they, haven't really talked about this, but the a lot of the divisions haven't played a lot of division foes yet. Like the Rangers, I'm looking at their roster or their schedule right now. Uh, they've already played Kansas City six times, the Reds and the Athletics. I mean, so they've got a pretty easy schedule so far. So, uh, they're getting a lot of love lately, but uh, mm-hmm. see how they do against 
quality opponents, and they just lost to uh, Arizona today. So, so the Rangers might be on the tipping point too. But yeah. So, uh, anything else to add there, guys? Before we move on, I was just gonna. I think you talking about the schedule. The schedule. I know it's changed because every team's playing each other, but it it just seems like a weird schedule. Because like again, the, this coming weekend, the Marlins are at the Cubs, and like there's a lot of teams that play one weekend at one place and then the next weekend they're playing against each other again but at the other location mm-hmm. and it's i don't know it's i'm sure there's a reason for it but it's just it's kind of strange because I, I don't know that they're going to play again and so all their games are done by april or may yeah. and so i mean and it, they're not division opponents so it might not be relevant but it is just kind of strange i guess just kind of an observation but yeah the braves are already done playing the padres played seven games against them in april and didn't play the Mets or Phillies, I don't think, in April. Yeah. I guess that Mets series was at the end of April. It wasn't May yet, but yeah, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are going to go into and talk about uh, our award predictions that we made a month into the season, see how we're feeling about it. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'm going to start off going and through. And then re ro women don't talk about the floater Eat up um, the ice. i got hot ice um but well, here. Little. if i had a chain link fence they'd just be sitting here shaking it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say something so they could see you oh. uh oh uh, that good <laughs> yeah they're... excuse me uh, ladies for the viewers if you've never seen excuse the movie, me you don't have to now yeah, yeah. That, that's that that's awesome. next week's pod. We're just gonna act out the entire movie. <laughs> that's like an all star break. We're out of ideas, so we're we're, we're, just gonna... we're about the, the baseball season. We're like, crap, what do we do? Yeah. Um, anyway, gonna talk about uh, and highlight some of the guys none of us picked, um, that maybe should be in the in the conversation. Uh, and then each of us are gonna kind of go through and uh talk about the ones we did pick. Uh, if we doubled up, one of us can kind of take the lead, and, and the other one can. Uh, add in as they as they see fit. Uh, I'll start in the National League because I think it's a little bit. Um, I don't know. Want to say it's a runaway, but I mean, if if Corbin Carroll stays healthy, uh, I think he's got it. But again, talking about some of the guys we didn't talk about, uh, James Outman is a guy nobody was talking about um, really for the Dodgers, and, and the Dodgers were a team that was looking like they might need some outfield help, and then uh, Jason Hayward uh, was reborn. Um, I know they got some sort of hitting coach guru out there and for the Dodgers, but um, Outman's seven homers, four stolen bases, uh, hitting 283, slugging 596 for a 973 OPS, uh, good exit velocity, good barrels, strikes out quite a bit, um, good defender, good uh, good runner. Um, he doesn't. He 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 fields well, but he doesn't get to a lot of balls. His his outfielder jumps not not great. Um, is he a corner guy or is he playing center? Is he able to play center? Do you know? He is. Uh, I I think he's. I mean, I think they're all kind of moving around a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's playing center predominantly because they've got Peralta in left a lot of the time and Hayward in right. Um, at least against righties. Um, which Peralta I think is having a pretty good year too. Which is, I mean, he I I think Peralta is a guy that you just has always been pretty consistent, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, Kodai Singa was a guy none of us picked. Um, technically a rookie, 29 years old. Um, had a good start. 
kind of fallen off. I actually saw that he has a 15% walk rate. So Joe's favorite pitcher. Um, and then I, I think as far as a guy that, that has a chance to give Corbin Carroll a run for his money, other than the one that, that the other one of us, us picked here is Brett Beatty, who's off to a good start um, for the Mets. Uh, the only thing is Corbin Carroll is also very good defensively. Like he is probably as, as far as the analytics are concerned, one of the best outfielders that there is. Um, just to to give you some numbers here, uh, he's got a he's in the 100th percentile on outfielder jump. So if he can't get to a ball, nobody's going to get to it. He's also 100th percentile on sprint speed. So just like he is covering ground. Um, 81th, per, 81th percentile, 81st percentile in uh, outs above average. Great. Thanks. I'm good at math. Um, but again, you know, hitting for average, hitting for power, uh, four homers, 10 stolen bases. Uh, he's been out of the lineup with a knee contusion. He didn't play today. So that's, I think, kind of the big hurdle. But basically, I think if, if Corbin Carroll stays healthy, he's got it in the NL. Um the other one that we talked about in the NL, and then we, we can we can switch over to the uh, AL after Jared may give a little information. Here's Jordan Walker, who his chances took a hit, uh, obviously, um, <laughs> for for one reason or the other. Uh, so I don't know if you want to add anything about Jordan Walker's chances, Jared. So you're saying you don't get votes for being in AAA? Last time I checked, uh, they don't put a lot of weight on that, I don't think. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's just frustrating. Um, I think we talked about it on the last pod, like they sent him down to find his swing from grounding out so much, but like, I mean, who, like someone on the Cardinals tell me who's hitting better than he was. None of the, the outfield, outfield at least. Yeah, none of the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the frustrating part. And he's electric and the fans are wanting to come see him play and you're last in the division. So you got to have something that's going to bring a spark to the team. I think he was that. And I mean, sure, he's swinging and missing, but he's also a rookie. But he was still mm-hmm. batting like 278 when he was up. So, yeah. So, like, and... he was batting 178. That'd be a big difference. So, I don't understand what the Cardinals are doing. <laughs> uh, I don't really know if anybody in the organization knows either. But yeah. uh, if they want to give me or Skip a call, we could give them a little bit of insight, I think. Um, yeah. If I'm ever a GM, but... it's a dynasty the world has never seen, guaranteed. <laughs> I, I saw a fun tweet because the, the Cardinals announced Jason Tatum Day, Bobblehead Day or something like that. Um, I saw that, yeah. And like all the replies in the tweets were like, oh, is he going to pitch or play the outfield for us? Like, why are we giving away Jason Tatum bobbleheads? If he, like, is he going to help us win a game? And I was because like I was I was thinking I might tweet that. And I was like, oh, obviously, every other person who pays <laughs> has that same thought. But uh, um, no, yeah, I, I mean, I think depending on how long Walker stays down, he's got a, a pretty fair shot of, of challenging Carroll in the same, like Beatty's off to a hot start. Um, Outman. I, I know it's hard to tell with these guys that, that come in and that weren't highly touted guys to see if they project or, or if they continue to do what they're doing. Um, but we did only choose, I don't know if either of you guys want to add, add anything on Carroll. Um, yeah, the only thing that I that has surprised me is like Carol and Walker are our top two choices. Walk, they're built differently. Walker is all about damage and power. Carol is going to be about speed, running, and defense. But Carol's slugging right now too. Mm-hmm. So 
if he can keep his slugging percentage up that high, I don't see how Walker catches him, especially with the head start he's got. So, yeah, three of us are looking pretty smart with the Corbin Carroll pick. And one of us is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, I think especially with rookie of the years, it's about staying healthy. Um, An opportunity. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, you can't. <laughs> if, if you're healthy in AAA, it doesn't help. There's no, um, there's no most valuable. It's MV, MVP for most valuable player, not MVP for most valuable pride award. You know, like best bench player, like we won back in back in high school. Yeah, there's a Saki Pride Award for that. Yeah, and there's a recipient right here. There's two of them yeah. in the group. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's the right. real MVP in my book. So, uh, what about our right. AL guys? Yeah, so the the AL guys, uh, and I think this is interesting because I don't think there's a real front runner um, out there right now. Like, I think Carroll has a pretty sizable lead again as long as he stays healthy. Um, some of the guys we didn't talk about or didn't pick, um, and a guy that I, I probably should have known but don't is is Hunter Brown for the Astros, uh, starting pitcher had had started five games, got a two three seven ERA. Um, just has really good numbers. He pitched in uh, seven games last year, had a 1.780 ERA. So just, again, like a guy that probably should have been on my radar. Um, the other one, I was I actually saw an article for the preseason rookie power rankings, which obviously people can't make good picks in, in, <laughs> or, or great picks in the preseason, but it had Gunnar Henderson as number two. And uh, Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles is a guy that I actually wouldn't be surprised if I see him get demoted sometime yeah, soon. Struggling. Uh hitting 189. He's in the first percentile of outs above average. And he like he's switching between third and shortstop. So maybe it's just he's not a shortstop, but but like Mateo's there. So it's it's very confusing. Kind of I think I think he's playing third mostly, but he I've have seen him in the lineup at shortstop some. Uh ninth percentile and whiff percentage, twelfth percentile in K's. So I mean I mean he is like this is like kind of like what Jared just said about how it doesn't make any sense to send the guy hitting almost 280 down, but it would make a lot of sense to send this guy hitting 190 down. Um, and especially with his underlying numbers back up his, his average, it's not like he's, he's eighth percentile unexpected batting average. So his batting average is bad. It also should be bad. Um, so that's again, not a, not a guy that I think should be winning it, but it, it's an interesting name that none of us picked that is uh, underperforming, but um, Logan Ohapi was actually, uh, pretty good on the betting odds, and I think he would have been in the the running, but he's out for three or four months yeah, now. He's out. Um, the one guy that he was actually seventh as far as betting odds was Josh Young for the uh, Rangers, who's having a really good start, and I I think he should be a lot higher than that. Um, I saw he was first in homers, RBIs, runs, hits. I think for AL rookies, he had been hurt and. Uh back issue the last couple of years. So his power, if I mm-hmm. if I'm thinking correctly, his power was non-existent in the upper minors. And so people started backing off of him. But it seems like he's healthy and he's playing every day. Yeah. So he's seems like a serviceable defender at third. Um again, the guy that's I mean rookies are going to strike out. It's just something yeah. that happens. Um but other than that, kind of the rest of his numbers seem like they are are pretty good. Um so he's a guy that I, I think should be a little bit more in the conversation. Um, I chose Grayson, who is uh, Grayson Rodriguez for the Orioles, who's doing okay. Um, he's, you know, I don't think he's even the second best rookie pitcher, but he's definitely the second best rookie pitcher that we're going to talk about right now because Hunter <laughs> Brown is 
uh, leaps and bounds uh, outperforming him right now. So he's, he's got to make up some ground there. But being a month into the season, like he's not doing terrible. He's got a 4.07 ERA. Um, he's got good strikeout numbers. Um, walks are up. He's getting hit pretty hard. But, uh, you know, it's it's something that I think if he can he, – he's figured it out his whole career. So, you know, I think maybe just as he adjusts, that could be something that happens and with him figuring it out. Um, Question. Yep. Do you think that you get more votes for a rookie of the year as a pitcher or a hitter? Or do you think it just depends on how good you play regardless? I feel like people love offense. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like I, I – there are pitchers that win rookie of the year, but it just seems like they have to have outs like be significantly better than like a hitter. Or do you feel a... you get more dates hitting dingers or do you get more dates getting wins off the pitching mound? Chicks dig the long ball. I mean, if, if it was me, ball. I would love to get more wins on the, on the, maybe that's why I didn't get any dates. Cause I didn't <laughs> hit. <laughs> that's another. That's another pod. But three of us are married here. So <laughs> somebody's. Uh, but uh, um, excuse me. I said three. Three of us are married. So one of us might not be getting dates. Hmm. Well, um, we know three of us aren't getting any dates. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's another way to look at. It. Well, yeah, yeah I love uh, Hunter Brown. Was actually I almost took him. If I'm being fully honest, here gets back on track. Um, I loved Hunter Brown, and if you. He's from Detroit, Michigan, so I don't know if he did this on purpose. Like, he grew up when watching Verlander pitch over there. But he looks just like Verlander on the mound. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Just the exact same mechanics. He's filthy, and Houston always seems to do it right there, except for they always get hurt. Uh, So they really need him now. Garcia leaving his last start, but – yeah. And they cheat. You forgot about that Well, Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Volpe is – struggling coming out of the gate but he's heating up so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up 330 obp and he's still eight for eight in steals but uh baseball savant was not too overly infused by his defensive ability so it'll be interesting if he ends up sticking it short because i know that peraza kid was supposed to be a, a better defender uh, but yeah it's it's all blue on his baseball <laughs> savant page with average exit velo the only thing he does well is he doesn't chase and he can walk. But his arm is his arm is one of the worst shortstop arms, too. His max throw was lower than the MLB average. So at, but he did start off really rough. A lot of pressure in New York, and he's gotten better as gone on. So we'll see. You know who else I mean, was a, a below average defender at shortstop in New York? <laughs> yeah, and he went to the Hall of Fame, so Volpe sure. can win the rookie of the year. Do the exact same thing. That's why I picked him. I picked him yeah. because he's a shortstop for the Yankees, yeah. not because he's gonna have the best year. Sorry, Does, go ahead. Is the saying you field you play or you hit you play? <laughs> Nobody cares what you do in the field. Get hits <laughs> and get RBIs. Jerry, he's getting ahead. to he is getting to play because he can field. And so if he's not a not good fielder, long. he's not a good hitter. So do you want to talk I'm, about Yoshida at all before we move on? Yeah, here? I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting for my turn. You're up. Go for it, man. Jared had something to say. Jared had something oh. to say about Volpe. No, no comment. No comment. 
right. Yoshida, one... again, like I would like to preface before you say, he has he is the betting odds favorite for AL Rookie of the Year, which is surprising to me. Um, because he's not a true rookie, that's why. I guess, but it's... Do you, I mean, do you, wait a second, let me mark off all the points you guys are making. So, okay, do you guys want to keep going? So I don't have anything to say. Yeah, he actually could wear the jersey because they're all empty. (laughs) Yep. I didn't have that point. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, I think that may be one of the few, few things I've said that so far is turning out okay. Definitely a rough start to the season, but, um, you know, the second half of the season, which I know that's only like a month, but um, he's been killing it. He's got another homer tonight, two hits, two RBIs. Uh, Corey mentioned, you know, rookies strike out and just the league strikes out nowadays, right? And and rookies are usually, that's an even higher percentage. But um, Yoshida, because he is 29 or 30 years old, he's had professional experience. He is a rookie, Cooney. Settle down. Um, you know, he's still walking. I don't, I don't know if he's walking more than he's striking out. Nobody really does that anymore, but his, um, is he, his, his OBP is going to be high. Uh, he's currently projected. Let me see what his projecting is. 22 homers, 92 RBIs, 65 walks. That's probably rookie of the year numbers. If that continues and, and Boston is winning, which, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they could maybe be a sleeper team that could <laughs> get some wins. Um, so, yeah, he's looking pretty like a pretty solid rookie of the year pick. But I don't know a lot of season you, left. I don't know if you've looked at Yoshida's baseball savant page. His his hitting sliders, some of the, like you know a, yeah, a yeah, zero yeah. to one hundred, very good. Uh, First percentile on outfielder jump and 19th percentile on outs above average. So he could use some work on the defensive end. But again, like you mentioned, it's it's not you field you play. So uh, he is he is top three percent in the league in K percentage. Um, so he's he is not. He's a uh, he's a up. he's a he's acting like a seasoned. Well, he's 29, so I hope yeah. he's seasoned a little bit. <laughs> All right, Jared, takes to the Cy Young discussion. What we got there? Uh, I'm going to be first and foremost with you guys. I ain't going to dive into a bunch of stats like Thank goodness. Oh my you don't want to uh, take a half just, hour on your segment? I'm just going to keep it short and simple with the stats that people care about wins and how many runs they're giving up here. That's right. um, just to get into this, the people we didn't pick, um, some standouts that, you know, were – pros here and we picked the correct picks of course but we'll add some people that we think that might be uh added to the list but it's cool to see this guy kind of a blast from the past they almost thought that he was done almost thought that he should probably hang it up but Clayton Kershaw um five and one a 1.89 ERA uh dominated the Cardinals last week I know it's not saying a lot but watching that game he looked like Clayton Kershaw who's won the side multiple times uh curveball Looked like a Clayton Kershaw curveball. Um, so it's kind of cool to see him kind of go back in the past and, and find that. And then, of course, we can't move on without talking about Garrett Cole. The dude's 5-0, and a 1.11 ERA. Probably the only good sign in New York right now is everybody else is on the injured list. Uh, just dominant, 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 dominant. They call me Mr. Glass. Uh, 
<laughs> especially in that park. So to do that yeah. and in such a smaller ballpark is pretty cool mm-hmm. to see. A couple um, points real quick that I would yeah. like to make. Clayton Kershaw's he's never been bad. He's just been hurt. He, if he pitches, he's good. Um, I Garrett Cole has probably the most awkward interview of all time. Remember when that <laughs> that sticky stuff was going on? And I thought, I mean, obviously he was using it as we're probably 75% of other players. I thought we'd see, um, you know, a downhill turn from him. But like you said, he's, he's still killing it. His numbers are the same. Yeah. Anyway. I don't, I don't like him as a person, but man. Wow. He can pitch. Take him Dang, off the list. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Come sorry. Right Maybe we could get Brandon. Now Cooper we're going to have to get, now we're going to have to get Garrett Cooper. Garrett Cooper. That's fine. That would be fine too. Anybody. <laughs> Joe, quickly, what team does Garrett Cooper play for? The Rockies. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get to who sounds, we think. Prove me wrong. Sounds like a, a, a really good uh guess there. Anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that I still kinda like my pick with uh Shohei. I mean he's still out there dominating. Uh I had the stats pulled up in a second. Corey's probably already got him in the back of his head. Um I mean, he's 4-0, uh, 1.85 ERA. So I still like that. Um, we'll get into the MVP talk later about me not being able to pick him, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but we'll get on the list here. Aaron has Christian Javier. Aaron, how do we feel about that? Uh, my American League picks aren't as strong as my National League picks. I'll just leave it at that. He's doing okay. 348 ERA, 35 Ks, only seven walks. Uh, which he's always been good at, but his baseball savant, I um, mean, like his, his stat cast stuff's not the greatest, lots of blue, except for an elite curveball. Um, but it's his third most used pitch. So it may just be a simple tweak in his arsenal could really see him go to the next level, but he's also had, he's also faced the white Sox, tigers, pirates, Phillies, pre Harper. So it's not the greatest competition and to have a three, four, eight ERA in that. Uh, but yeah, it's not horrible, but need him step up. So, gotcha. All right, next on the list, we got uh, the Beebs with Joe and Corey both picking Beebs. So, guys, go ahead. I can I can kick us off. I, I it, it's gonna sound a lot like what Aaron just said, um, where he's got good numbers three three eleven ERA. Uh, he's got two and one, um, but if you look at his his baseball savant, it's it doesn't look pretty. A lot of blue, fifth percentile on average exit velocity, uh, which is bad for a pitcher and and if, if a hitter is it, but it, you know that's that's on the bad end. So hitters are are in the ninety five ninety fifth percentile in exit velocity off of him. Um, but it's so I'm a little worried. Um, but again, he's a he's proven that he can do it. So I'm not going to react too much in a in a month. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm looking at uh, baseball savant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many numbers on here. I'm having and having it's, having trouble not going into a, into a seizure. But does this say anything about his um his fastball velocity? Is it like yes, through the years the sixth, or this year? This year he is in the sixth percentile in the league. It's a he's averaging 91 miles per hour on his fastball, which is okay. And I don't know if that's down from previous years, but looking at his stats. Um, you know, his case per nine is way down. Everything else is pretty much 
average, but that's worrisome. Also, Cleveland's not playing as well. Somebody famously said they would take the division by 15 games. <laughs> and uh, all of us missed on that. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cleveland's not playing the best, so he's not like racking up wins off of slightly above average stats. He's only two and one. He's always um, been elite control. Yeah. And minimal damage. So he, he won the world or he won the Cy Young in 2020. His average fastball velocity then was 92 and a half. So it's down about a mile and a half. I yeah, would say not as his his K per nine is way down. Um yeah, so K percentage in 2020 was 31 percent. K percentage now is uh 17. So oh wow. Yeah. He's uh he's he's it's his stuff doesn't seem like it's there. I don't know. Again, you know, a month into the season, maybe he's just yeah, warming up. Period. Dead arm too, so it made you got dead arm. Yeah, so he can stay healthy and get get two hundred innings, stay solid all year. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of guys get to two hundred innings anymore. You can still have a chance. Yep. All right, Aaron, take it away with your NL pick. Yeah, I'm looking pretty good here. I was a little worried after opening day when Freed only went three and a third uh, with the hamstring issue. You never know how those last, but he didn't even go on rehab. He just came back, and since then he's thrown, uh, I don't know, like 16 scoreless or something like that. Um, he's got 18 Ks, only four walks with a .45 ERA. Already has 1.3 war in 20 innings pitched. Um, so he's looked good. He's always been elite at um, soft contact. Uh, his fastballs doesn't spin like other people's, but – that tunnel's great on that ridiculous curveball he has. Keeps everybody off balance. Um, and he's always – last four years have been top 2% and batter exit velo. And this year he's doing it again. He's actually setting a career best mark so far. So people just don't square him up for whatever reason. And he's got four, four good pitches. So I'm liking it. Keep him healthy. All right. Honorable mention since it's a brave is uh, – I almost wrote down Spencer Strider. I think when I was talking to Cooney before we got on here, I was pulling up his stats. He was like, well, Max Reed's way better. But, I mean, 4-0, 2.57 ERA, but I think leading the league in strikeouts too. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude's just electric. Obviously a very beautiful mustache. That's right. Um, and it seems like on the mound, he's just having fun out there, and he's a lot of fun to watch. So honorable mention to him as well. He's uh, uh, but- he's heavy on two pitches, fastball slider. He's starting to throw a changeup, and he had a couple awesome ones in the last inning last night. But you can see yesterday when his slider's off and he doesn't have that second pitch, he's hittable because everybody can catch a fastball. Um, and so that'll be the big oh, thing for Strider. Yeah, that'll be the big thing for Strider is make sure that changeup's working if the slider's not. All right. Joe, me and you had uh, Mad Max here. I'll let you go ahead and, and take the charge on this one. Yeah, hasn't pitched in the uh... – couple weeks had that um interesting run in with the umpires um he's scheduled to be he's scheduled to make a start here like pretty quick if you guys can't see um what the other guys are doing they got oddly are getting stuff stuck into their hands stuck in i think that's a word well i think there's a saying out there that goes 
if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? That is true. I also we always all have the kids, my rosin bag. We want all the kids to listen in and follow our advice. Make it till you make it. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he'll he come back, and I think, I don't know, if he gets enough starts, he could maybe still challenge for the for the Cy Young. Yeah. I think the Mets will win. He'll get some wins, and hopefully he doesn't have any more hiccups. I, I think it's going to – I think it's – I don't know. I'm already going to say it ain't going to happen. I think the way with Freed, Strider, Kershaw are pitching right now in front of him, like he may not be a top five Cy Young vote right now. Um, I think the suspension definitely didn't help the case because I think a lot of voters won't want to vote for that this year, regardless. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, it is a long season. And to round it out, Corey, you had another Met here. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling really good. Um, I think he's 100% locking in, still going to win it. Um, Justin Verlander hasn't pitched Has yet, but pitched he's on yet? his way back. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. But, but, you know. Uh, he's uh, all joking aside. He's a guy that could have True. twenty starts and completely dominate him, and and still be in the discussion. Um, but was it yeah. Degrom a couple years ago that it's like one hundred twenty innings and won it? Yeah, Verlander's on rehab right now, so I mean, yeah. if he's back he'll next back. week, he'll get twenty five starts if he pitches the rest of the year. He could with you know what he had last year, sub two ERA. Yeah, he does it, that again. I, I, there's i'm not i'm not ruling it out i'm not feeling great uh i i i think everybody's picks are better and it, i mean it, it was hilarious because like i made the pick and then like the next day it's like i'll be starting a season on the il it's like oh great job Corey. <laughs> anyway that's enough about that all right well that'll about do it for the cy young i'm gonna skip it over to joe and we're gonna talk about some mvp stuff there jay lee nice MVP. Corey, what's that stand for? Uh, most Valuable Primate. I like that. We could petition the MLB to change. That was a movie. It was like the it was like an Airbud knockoff. You didn't know that? Come on, guys. I didn't. Everybody uh, hit that hit that IMDB page. <laughs> Who up? looked yeah. at Airbud and thought, this is worth a knockoff? Uh, somebody who Disney? saw how much money Airbud made. Well, then, most valuable player talk. Let's jump back on <laughs> the important things here. We we'll talk about golden retrievers and primates later. Uh, starting with the, what have we been starting with? The NL or the AL? The AL, right? It's in the agenda, Joe. Let me pull this agenda up real quick. Let me look. The, the AL. So yeah, we all had four different picks for the AL. So this will be fun. We'll roll through these. Um, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I picked the obvious. I picked. The guy who should win it every single year he's in the league. <laughs> I think the guy that Corey was like, "Hey, let's let's have nobody pick this guy because it's it's just not fun." Um, Corey is not my mom. Corey is not going to tell me what to do. So I went with Otani. Um, he's killing it on the mound for sure. Let me pull up his hitting stats. Um. And he's pretty much killing it in the mm-hmm. uh, in the batter's box. So dual threat, um, I'll definitely stick with that. He's pretty good at you baseball. Know, unless, unless he gets hurt, he's going to put up monster season and then sign a monster contract. 
So jumping over to, I guess a few, I guess the AL guy. We're showing our shirts here. Oh, he's going to sign with the Braves. That's what I was saying. I thought he was going to go play hockey because if he can hit and he can pitch, well. he can probably play hockey. Too. Baseball's a, too easy a, for him. He's a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. Yeah, he's going to reboot gonna the start franchise. A Twitch account and play Warcraft. So one AL guy that um, he's been around for a while too, and he's always been solid, but he's having super solid, maybe even a super duper solid season so far. Uh, Matt Chapman up in Toronto. I saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just looking at his batting stats because that's the only thing that mostly matters. But I know in the past he's always been a beast over at third as well. Corey, what do you have on his defensive stats? Um, All right, thanks. He has always um, been pretty back well to you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> right sideways. Yeah, Where's the umbrella? Have one. He's never. I mean, his he hasn't been hurt as far as I've known. So I'm sure his defense is still fine. He's 30 years old. Uh, so that was one guy that's probably at the top of the list as far as AL MVPs. Uh, and the rest of our AL MVP picks are, have all been solid as well. Um, so I'll throw it over to Aaron, who has his MVP pick. You remember who you picked? Aaron, yeah, the host? I picked uh, Trout. You know, he's always in the conversation. Should probably have more MVPs than he's gotten already. Sitting at 1.1 war, 984 OPS. Um Seven homers already. He has no steals. I couldn't believe that. I don't know. He's yeah, his stealing days are done, I think. But he still has uh elite speed, according to baseball savant. Um, everything's red except for his K and whiff rate. He always strikes out for being an elite guy. He still has quite a bit of strikeouts. Um, but his his defense, for whatever reason, outs above average and his jump are the only thing that's bad, but still has an elite arm uh and elite speed. So I mean, he's just what he had 40 homers last year in like half a season. So he's still Mike Trout. He's got Shohei there to bat with him so for a couple months. Us. And he's still on the Angels. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. So as long as Trout stays healthy, um, he should be a top three guy every year. So I'll, I'm, I'm sitting pretty right now. Next up, we have Jay Lee, the rover. Does he remember who he picked for MVP? Uh, his dad was a super beast. Yeah, and super this is beast, Vlad Guerrero Jr. But going back to Shohei real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. You know when you Google someone's name and there's things that drop in underneath of it? Mm-hmm. What's the <laughs> Just, foreshad- Just foreshadowing. I typed in Shohei. And three down, or was it two down? That oh, show Cardinals. It does. Number no. you know, that seven would be is a, Cubs. That would be a dream. Didn't I mean, click on that's it. Why they, but anyway, I'm clicking um, on it. <clears throat> oh, it's all, it's all about Newt Bar trying to trying to bring him over. Yeah, he ain't he ain't leaving St. Louis after the series. Um, <laughs> <Good> defect <laughs> defect Anaheim but, St. Louis. Uh, here's the thing about Vlad. He's not playing bad, but MVP, eh, we'll see. Uh, batting 304, five homers, 15 RBIs, and two stolen bases. Um, yeah, so look out. Look out. Um, <laughs> I'm not, like I said, we'll see. A lot of season left to play. I, I, I still think 
he could turn it around and I think he's you know he's gonna be a 30 homer guy and all that fun stuff so we'll see what happens but I'm not upset with the pick so I'm actually uh okay with this one but again if I yeah. got to pick Shohei I would pick Shohei Everybody would have picked Shohei if they got to pick Shohei. I'm just mm. not Joe's mom. Apparently, I'm your mom and Aaron's yeah. mom. <laughs> no, I didn't want to pick you. Cooney wouldn't have picked him. He'd have to go. He'd have to go off the beaten path a little bit. Vlad, you know, Vlad had such a monster year two years ago. Uh, that's crazy. I'm looking at. Um, I mean, maybe he repeats that, but that's a. The slugging's a big thing. He's never been for as good a hitter as he is. Like you see, his slugging jumped up to 601. Every other year, it's been under 500. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he's just elite bat to ball skills, elite eye. Always going to have the high average. But yeah. Some people call that an eagle eye. It's, it's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that because a lot of everything you just said applies to my guy. Well, jumping over, is? Jumping over to the NL with MVPs. Okay, okay Corey. I don't need it. No, no, go ahead. I no, no, no. I want you to talk about this guy because I was looking at him. No, yeah. Uh, I, so I, Ad- I ridiculed you a little bit when you picked him. So give us the rundown on your MVP pick. Adley Rutschman. Uh, kind of everything you guys just mentioned about Vlad applies to Adley, and he plays a premium position. Um, mm-hmm. He is... Not that important. Okay, that's... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 92nd in K percentage as a, as a hitter, 92nd percentile, 96th percentile in, in uh, walk percentage. Um, so he is really, really good eye, which I, you know, I always thought catchers should. Uh, and then doing it, I don't. Uh, I like, I struck out <laughs> looking so many times because I was just like, that ball didn't look like it was a strike. But yeah, sure was. Um, but it's nice to see that he's actually 91st percentile in a, in a expected weighted on base. Um, so he's in expected uh, 92nd. weighted on base. Yeah, we talked about this a few episodes ago, Jay. Have... Let, let me know when you're done. I'm going to make a super loud noise so our listeners can, can come okay. back away. 92nd percentile expected batting average. So he's, he's hitting for average. He's walking. He's not striking out. Uh, he's catching. Um, he's playing on a fun team. He's he faces an uphill battle in the American League for MVP. I don't hate the pick though. Um, I think he's having a great sophomore season. Um, Are there votes for playing on a fun team? If you voted, I think there would be. Do you know what position MVP voting he got last year? I don't. Twenty seventh. But I twelfth MVP MVP voting last year. So I I was trying. I look. I quickly looked up. Again, because I have a lot of opinions about this particular topic. Uh, Joe Maurer and Buster Posey both won an MVP. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Signing off. Later, guys. They, they had, the Dixie Horn. They had absolutely outrageous offensive seasons, though. Um, and I don't think Adley's going to get close to that. But um, I think he's a really good player. I think he'll be in the MVP voting uh at at the top end um but again he's he's got some pretty fierce competition so don't hate if it the, if the Orioles are in the playoff race at the end of the season when voting ramps up mm-hmm. he's got to get love cuz he's going to oh, have yeah. to be a big part of that so yep. it's a nice pick i like Looking it better I, than it did a month ago i really i i again talked about Garrett Cole i really i don't i like 
I like, he seems like a, I've watched some videos of him kind of doing behind the scenes stuff. Really like him. I was Jay Lee has turned into a uh, Bowser. Yeah. Bowser. Lego Bowser. I'm done. That. I'm done. Jay Lee. <laughs> talking this is about the guy Western that comes movie. in whenever, uh, <laughs> when Jared starts, our Corey starts talking, talking about Joe Mauer and Buster Posey. Well, guess what? Adley Rushman's always going to be in that conversation for me. I think, I think he's yeah, that type and... of guy. You know, we've been saying it's not you field you play, it's you hit you play. Well, the one the one exception there is probably catcher. Mm-hmm. We've seen plenty <laughs> of catchers have long careers that bat, you know. There are no exceptions. Mendoza. Not on nope. not on our team that eventually we'll build as we're all four GMs of our respective mm-hmm. clubs. Um, Jeff Mathis effect. But exactly. but you know, Adley hitting as a catcher, that's that's gonna get you MVP votes just because mm-hmm. you're in such a small field there. Yep. All right, on to the the good league, the National League, the team that we hope the World Series champion comes out of. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we had a shared vote. Actually, let me just get mine out of the way. So Yeah, just get your summer at this, with. At this moment. The Rage Monster hasn't popped out too much yet. So my guy, let me pull up some stats here real quick. Uh, my guy's OPS is 275 lower than his career norm. His OBP, or I'm sorry, his slugging is 210 below. His OBP is 70 below. His average is uh, about 40 points below. He is on pace for. I just on pace get page. cut, it sounds like. Uh, I think he's on pace for like a, um, yeah, 11 homers, 78 RBIs. So my pick of Nolan Arenado, um, along with the Cardinals joke of a season. Um, I got to find a, a witch in the woods or something that's casting the spell over all this um, craziness that's going on. So that is my pick for MVP. I'd say there'd have to be a monster mash of a turnaround for for him to get back in that race. Um, but you know what they say: anything's possible. You hit you. Oh wait, sorry, wrong thing. He's not hitting, so I don't know if it applies. <laughs> On to um, some other picks that we had here. I think Jay Lee and Cooney uh, shared a. A pick that's looking decent. Go ahead. Whoever wants to start. Jay Lee, why don't you start? Then we'll come back over to me. Yeah, we'll just skip right over. Um, yeah. No, this one's still looking pretty good. Uh, I'll let Cooney dive into the stats because I'm not a stat person, as you guys know. But, I mean, Acuna's fun. Acuna's fun to watch. Uh, still getting – we talked about it the other day. Still doesn't know how to get it out of the way of a ball coming at him. But – Maybe someday we'll figure it out. Uh, so hopefully he's okay on that front. But, uh, I mean, I, I haven't watched any Braves games. Getting ready for hockey batting, season, right, Corey? I see batting, see batting leadoff. <laughs> yep. Batting leadoff. So, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know. He's either going to get on base and, and steal it or he's going to hit a home or 450-foot home run. Yep. So I think that's the exciting piece about him is he's got all-around game and, then of course, an electric arm, a.k.a. is throwing out a bunch of Cardinals people so uh I don't know so I'll kick it to Cooney with more of the dive into the stats but that's just for me he's just uh I mean 
dominating right now. So yeah, look good. I'll just run down through some stats real quick. 1.9 war with a 1.034 OPS. So that'll play any day because you hit, you play. Five homers, 15 RBIs. And as I was writing this, he was 13 for 15 in steals and he stole second. So then I had to change it to 14 out of 16 steals leading the league. 16 walks, only 18 Ks. Um, in the first inning leading off the game, he's, well, this is before today. So I think he's, now he's 16 for 27 and <laughs> leading off the game. Uh, with only two Ks. He's got a 1.505 OPS leading off the game. So that's pretty nice. Everything's red except for his outfield jump for whatever reason. He's not good at outfield jumps. That's why he plays right field more often than center. Um, Doesn't have enough throws yet, as Jared's talking about his arm strength. Doesn't have enough throws yet for baseball savant to rank him, but his max throw's been... 98 miles per hour, which would be number one in right field arm strength. His average is 96 miles per hour on throws. So, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, we're looking pretty in, good there. Good pick so far, you guys. Leading the league in steals. You could say he's faster than a chicken being chased by Ronald McDonald. Corey, you had. You could say that. You could, <laughs> I you could say that. I had Trey a, Turner. Who, yeah. uh, contrary to Acuna's stat cast page being all red, uh, Trey Turner's stat cast page is all blue. Um, again, I, I don't want to overreact a month into the season, though. I think he's a guy that is going to hit um, the Phillies. Like, it, it, it'll be interesting to see the effect Bryce Harper has on him coming back, especially this quickly um, in that locker room. Because it, it just seems like it's going to pump everybody up. And again, coming from the analytics guy, I'm here talking about like kind of superstitious, maybe not superstitious, but more of like a feel kind of game thing. Stitious. But yeah, just a little stitious. <laughs> um, but it's, <clears throat> um, I, I think Turner's good enough that he will still probably end up being in the running. We've got a lot of the season left. He has not had a good start. Um, hitting 260. Only four steals, which I think is something that you especially expected out of him with these rule changes for him to be uh, a little bit higher than that. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Uh, I actually saw an interview with him recently. I think it was on The Athletic where they interviewed some base stealers about the new rules. And he said he didn't really worry about too much that he wasn't going to steal more. Really? So, like, yeah, that backfired. Because <laughs> I thought he would steal more too, but well, he said in general, uh, he's not too concerned about it. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's super fast. He's 99th percentile on sprint sprint speed. Um, so it just seems like something he should be doing. I also didn't realize maybe he's not that great of a shortstop. Uh, just I, I said that. Okay. Hey, real quick. Uh huh. Nobody says you steal, you play. Nobody says <laughs> you field, you play. His hitting numbers, they might be in the blue. But his overall numbers are still good. Well, he's got a 669 OPS, which is pretty uh, below average. But uh, he's already got paid. Who cares? I'm gonna yeah. go out on a limb and say Bryce Harper gets more MVP votes than him. I, I think that that that's a short limb, and we're all there reasonable. with reasonable. Yeah, it's a very strong. <laughs> it's, a crowded, it's a crowded limb. Yeah, so it's you know I'm not I don't hate it, but I don't feel great about it. So, um. You know, my, my MVP picks, I feel better about Adley than I do about Trey, but I like, honestly, I think Trey's got a better chance 
because Acuna could blow out a knee or something. Like that's a, you know, not that I wish that upon him. Sorry, Ronald. I guess you're not coming on that, the pot either. Yeah. Hard that, to make him. Yes, make listen, him, dwindling. <laughs> yeah, it's making people matter than a pig cut under a barn gate. All right, here. <laughs> well, right, that wraps up our MV, MVP talk. Uh, we had some more. Some more. How can I have some more? I haven't had any. Um, <laughs> on to our World Series picks, which. Um, <laughs> We're looking uh, great. We're looking great. Yeah. So let's have Cooney lead that discussion and we'll keep on keeping on here. All righty. So, yeah, uh, just to get through this uh, a little bit quicker, not a whole lot of discussion. We just want to remind our viewers, and as uh, we've talked about a lot of these teams recently, um, we didn't do so good at the American League, but as we've established, uh, we're not an American League pod. Uh, so I had the Braves over the Mariners. Uh, right now, the Mariners, let's pull up standings real quick so you guys can just uh, think about where these teams are after a month into the season. <clears throat> Do you have any more animal-based idioms, uh, Joe, to fill time? Yeah. Uh, yes. A hit up the middle right now would be like a nice ham sandwich and a cold Frosty. There you go. So the Mariners are 12-16 and 16 in fourth place, just ahead of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so they're not looking very good. The Braves have been a strong, strong team so far. Joe had Yanks over Padres. The Yanks are in last place. What? And the Padres <laughs> are in third place. <laughs> so that's not looking so good. Jared had Cardinals over Mariners. That's a last Whoops. place team versus a fourth <laughs> place team. Uh, 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 I want to remind the viewers about a certain year. 2011. Oh, gosh, yeah. When the Braves were 12, about... 12 I still have the picture on my phone. That was 2011? I think so. that's when they won the World Series, right? Yeah. Are you talking uh, about when they overtake, overtook the Braves? Like last month of the season? No, nah, dude, that wasn't that long ago. Anyway, keep going. Two, 2012 was the, the first Series. wild card. He's talking about the World Series. They... they yeah, that's different. You guys talking about two things. Uh, Corey has the Guardians over... Padres and the Guardians are in second place at a brisk 14 and 16. Um, and the Padres, so what what year is it? I can't tell the year, it doesn't say the year, didn't happen. So, none of us are looking too good, except for I've got I'm saying there's a chance. The out of the eight teams we guessed, of course, some of us picked the same, one of them is currently in the playoffs so that's looking real good guys so let's just move on to the next segment shall we we're, su- we're super we're one, smart we're one month one month into the season yeah but these teams are really far back yeah well uh, so, so weren't the cardinals and they came back and made the playoffs but nobody talked well, about it because the red Sox. The, anyway let's we'll wait so till the last gonna, month and then change our predictions there we go yeah we'll delete the first pod and nobody will know uh, so we're going to move on to our forecast, what we're looking forward to uh, this next month. Of course, last month we talked a lot about Madison Bumgarner, and that made us look like geniuses. So let's see if we can pull another rabbit out of our hat this week. So, Corey, get us started. Yeah, so uh, uh, surprise. Two minutes. Okay, surprise, surprise. I'm going to talk about the Cubs. Uh, I put them <laughs> in the fifth spot on my uh, power rankings. 
that has a lot to do again with that run differential. They they lost a few games this past week. They actually improved their run differential um, over over that time span. Yeah, they were plus forty five when we did the uh, power rankings last week. They're plus forty seven now. Um, so it wasn't a lot, but they they like it, again. It just shows that they're competitive even when they do lose. Um, and my it's the the Pythagorean record and the base run record. The top five teams, uh, both of those it all had the same top five teams. Um, Cubs were in the top five there. Um, and there's more help on the way. Uh, and that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, is. Christopher Morell, who played for them a lot last year, he's currently hitting 363 in AAA, 11 homers, 23 games. He's got an OPS of 1.298. So he is the hottest hitter in AAA. Um, predominantly an infielder, has played some outfield. Where he plays, uh, I mean, last year he played, let's see, I mean, as far as the his baseball reference center field, second base, third base, shortstop, DH, left field. So he's a guy that can play anywhere. Um, like it almost like everybody stayed healthy for the most part, as far as position plays for the Cubs. And it's just like he's just like sitting there waiting for, you know, some sort of injury to happen because injuries happen. Um, the other guy's Matt Mervis, who we've we've mentioned uh, a little bit here and there. He's not off to as hot of a start as Christopher Morell. Uh, but he's hitting 296, OPS 987, got six homers again, same 23 games. He's he's almost got more of a defined spot because they signed Hosmer to, to basically the veteran minimum because he's getting paid by either the Red Sox or the Padres or whoever's actually paying him these days. But uh, and it, it's just kind of like the understanding. I think even with Hosmer, it's like as soon as Hosmer starts scuffling, like Mervis is coming up and taking a spot. Um but I, I can't wait for Morel. Morel was a fun guy to watch last year, and he's just tearing it up at AAA. I, I want to see him come up. Um, and then I'm going to go to the south side of Chicago and talk a little bit briefly about the White Sox and their horrendous start to this season. Two of these guys uh, picked them to win the Central. Um, one of them was not me. I believe I said something about how if you do, if you have the same team and you went, you were bad last year, you're probably going to be bad this year. But I, uh, the they've basically been without Tim Anderson the whole year, and it's it's, I kind of look at Tim Anderson similar to how I look at Bryce Harper with the Phillies. Like there's a guy that can come into the team, and basically just turn that locker room around, turn their whole kind of psyche around, and pump them up to. He's basically the the, the heart and soul of that team. Um, yeah, me and, and Tim it, Anderson are very similar in that aspect. So you're my yeah. soul. I, my I love Tim Anderson. Like. I, he gets under the skin of some people. Uh, I know him and Josh Donaldson have, have, got, have had some spats, but everybody, it seems like, has some spats with Josh Donaldson. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to this month if Tim Anderson can stay healthy and just kind of seeing... Again, because the, the the discussion with the White Sox is like, the, the guys are there. They just got to figure it out. And, and having Tim Anderson back, I'm interested to see how they perform this up this this month um there's rumors of i think larusa possibly coming back to manage yeah just and, and maybe maybe he'll go back to the cardinals and ollie marmel will come over to the white Sox. yeah maybe he'll manage both <laughs> maybe um but i i the white Sox have to be better than they've shown lance lynn's had a bad start um so i want to see them 
turned around. Uh, Liam Hendricks is actually starting his rehab assignment. Um, that's a that's that's a good story there. Yes, yeah. So so awesome for Liam. Um, I keep debating whether or not to pick him up on my on the fantasy league yet. I know somebody's going to go in there and snipe him, but uh, <laughs> maybe he's got to prove he can. <laughs> got him. You know, but uh, still throw. But and then they they made eleven roster moves today, so that's. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that where your team is like they they have recognized that their team my OTP like, Mets baby yeah that's what you've seen there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean one of those was activating Anderson and and um, and Alberto and uh, yeah and Alberto and I think Joe Kelly went on paternity leave so like some of them were kind of minor transactions but still just seeing a team making eleven roster moves like they realized that they're they need to do something um, so I. I Look forward to seeing how that pans out for him. And uh, I think uh, Aaron is going to play devil's advocate here and be. I'm going to play your shoulder. favorite GM. Uh, Corey, real quick. Corey, right on the dot. Two minutes. Good job. Go ahead, Aaron. I, I've been updating our guest list, guys. So here's a quick look at it. Okay. Um, can you see it? Barry Wright's gone. Ronald Cunha gone. Corey's mom's still an option. Uh, Garrett Cole's gone. Uh, Matt Kaminsky, shout out to the Braves organist once again, two weeks that's, in a row. That's number uh, one. And Josh Donaldson. Sorry, we just had a. How did Ronald Acuna get his name crossed off? I think Garrett Cole's on there too. Uh, you guys are mouthing Acuna. I might have wished that he blew his knee. Yeah. I didn't wish that, but I mentioned it. Corey, Corey wanted him to die. So, <laughs> okay. Jeez. I would so cross the name off too. So that, I would, uh, I would never. I would never. Wow. Ronald, you come on and we won't let Corey on. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I was just looking at the White Sox as we recapped last month. I had them winning the Central. Um, I thought, like Corey, I was the opposite. Corey said, it's the same team, so how are they going to be better? And I thought they underperformed last year, so they should just be naturally better with different leadership. It did not or has not worked out yet. Like you said, Tim Anderson is coming back, and I agree with that take. He's, he's the heart and soul, and I think Liam Hendricks is the heart and soul of the pitching staff. And both of them have been gone, but it may be uh, too late already for them. So I was asking the question, is it too early to sell? Just looking at this roster, looking at their contract situation, um, if they wanted to jump the gun on the market and start setting prices now and start moving these pieces, they've got a lot of talent that I think they could they could make bank off of. Uh, just look at free agents after this year. Yasmani Grandal, he's a little bit old but he's having kind of a bounce back year this year, driving the ball again. Last year, he didn't have hardly any power, but uh, catcher's a thin position. We've talked about that. Um, He's always had a good reputation with the staff, and he can actually hit a little bit. Um, So switch hitter, can play some first base as well. Um, I could see them keeping him if they start calling up some young pitchers, though, but he's available. And then all kinds of pitchers, Ronaldo Lopez, Alex Colomay in the pen, both been proven back end guys. Lucas Giolito, um, he's got a four one five career ERA. He's at four three two this year, so he's right at his career norms. Um, and he's a free agent. And then just look at the team options. These guys have team options uh, for next year. Lance Lynn, as you mentioned, and his stats are insane. The last four years, he's had a sub four ERA, and this year he's sitting at seven sixteen. And the big thing is control, and he's talked a little about this uh, today or yesterday in a little interview. So last year, 121 and two-thirds innings, he only had 19 walks. 
This year, he's already got 15 walks and 32 and a two-thirds. So he's almost got as many walks as he had all last year. So somebody out there has got to think they can fix that on a contender. Liam Hendricks will be a team option. Tim Anderson's got a team option. I mean, come on. If you can move him, um, you get all kinds of stuff. Somebody somebody could take him and exercise his option. And with Tim Anderson, uh, their number one prospect, which I don't know much about, his name's Colson Montgomery. He's a shortstop in double-A. And his ETA is next year. And his comp on MLB.com, they talk about how scouts see him as the next Corey Seager. He's a left-handed 6'4 shortstop. Um, and so if that's your top prospect and he's ready next year, why not cash in Tim Anderson right now while your team's so far behind? And they have another shortstop in double-A, their number six prospect, Jose Rodriguez, who had 11 homers, 68 RBIs, and a 770 OPS in double-A last year. So they got two guys that'll be ready at shortstop very quickly to move Tim Anderson. Plus you got Kelly, Diekman, Clevenger. And then Yoan Makata is only signed through 2025. And Jake Berger has been out hitting him. So Moncada's hot right now. He's only played nine games, but you know, why not jump on and move him too? So there's a, there's a lot of possibilities there because they've got talent. It's weird that it's not working. A lot of it is it seems like Robert and Eloy aren't the studs everybody thought they were going to be. So why not move the pieces that are that are working right now to cash in and retool? Because nine of their 15 top prospects are expected up by this year or next year. Um, those two shortstops being them. They have four starters that are supposed to be ready at some point next year. None of the arms were elite. Uh, they're back end, long relief type arms. Um, so if you move some of those guys, you want to try to get a, a elite pitching prospect back. But I think how, you could. For how Anderson long are you giving Nata. it? How long are you giving it till sell date? I mean, it seems like everybody wastes the deadline. I don't know why. Like, you're telling me right now if you offer Tim Anderson to the Dodgers, they're back on top and they're playing Mookie at shortstop, that they won't give you one of those stud catchers that they have that are going to be blocked. You know, they got Diego Cartea. Um, they've got extra outfielders, uh, that Michael Bush kid, Vargas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got – you're telling me you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't grab a pitcher and one of those catchers for Tim Anderson right now, and the Dodgers would be all over that, you know? So I, yeah. I wouldn't wait. I would I would see if Tim Anderson's presence jump starts you, and at the end of the May, if you're still as far back, start selling now and and get ahead of the market because they've got some awesome pieces that and that could bring King's ransom. And kind I, of the 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 reason I ask is it's probably the weakest division in baseball. I mean, we would probably agree on that, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, I mean, nine and twenty one. I mean, if you can go on a decent run here in May, you know, you could be a couple games back before too long. And I don't think any of these other teams are going to turn out to, you know, get a bunch of players back off the IL or turn into a powerhouse. You could still have a chance if you. I think the Twins are showing themselves winning, you know. to be legit contenders. Um, yeah, but well. if it's, yeah, if if it's close to 10 games by the end of May, that you're behind the twins mm-hmm. with these prospects, so many prospects in the upper minors, if they can flip these guys, these position players for some pitchers and then call up those prospects that are infielders, they could really, and they, the number three guys, a third baseman himself, that's due up next year. And he had 22 and 86 in double a. So they got three stud infielders sitting at double a that'll be ready next year. So 
move Makata, move Anderson, play Berger, and and just run with it. Jared, how do you feel about the the White Sox potentially moving Tim Anderson? Uh, would love Cardinals to need a shortstop. Cardinal red, but I don't think the Cardinals will make any moves to make them a better ball club. Yeah, I I really don't think Aaron, you're you're in in my take are that different. Um, because I, I I think it is like the if if nothing changes by the end of May, I I think I'm on on board with you. The the, yeah, the White Sox get Tim Anderson a month and see what happens. Yeah, I mean like the White Sox is it's such a weird team. Like the front office is is like the one of the longest tenured front offices if not the longest tenured front offices in major league baseball. And like they're like no other front office would have dealt with the performance that this team has done for the past 20 years. Cause they won like early two thousands. I forget the, the exact year. Um, but like, it's still Kenny Williams, Jerry Reinsdorf. Like I saw a tweet that like no one has cashed in more than Jerry Reinsdorf for drafting Michael Jordan, like, in, mm-hmm. you know, 1980, whatever. Sorry, but I don't know the exact year Michael Jordan got drafted. But he like, four, I think. But uh, and Rick Hahn, like these guys have just been around for so long. The teams have been so bad; it just doesn't make any sense that they're still there. But we've talked yeah, about them. They're they're super loyal, but it, yeah. it ends up being slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it costs them. So, Joe, what do you got for us? Yeah, jumping over to my forecast i think it will be significantly shorter than what we discussed there not it was a good conversation i'm not I'm not ragging on you um one thing i meant to bring up earlier especially during the nl mvp discussion was Luis. somebody help me say his last name You're somebody help me say his first name Luis arose who what's his first oh, name Luis arise Oh, arise yeah arise um what's he batting like 430 or something insane yeah. um you're a month into the season you know he's i don't think anybody thinks he's gonna bat 400 but his be k rate is under five percent that's insane yes yeah, that's, that's like tony gwynn tony gwynn mm-hmm. numbers um it'll be interesting to see what tampa bay Continues to be able to do. I mean, they're just wiping the floor with the whole leg. With win, with wins, with run differential. Um, they're not really running away the, with the division yet, but Baltimore anyway, that'll be. Up. Yeah, Baltimore is is keeping up. Adley, Adley's uh, he's caught every single game too. I think that's something else to say. I know he's got young knees, but um. You know, you don't see catchers playing every day, or if maybe they DH a day, and maybe he's done that. But I, when I looked, he was the only catcher that had played every day. Corey, I, I let's let's take back to you, Joe. Let me pull up. Let me pull up. Right. This. I actually have Thanks, his stats. Up. No. Um, uh, let's see. Four, he has DH games, um, so he has not caught every game, but he has played every game. But he's played every game. Yes. Okay. Um, next topic. Um, continuing to hope that we don't have to talk about rule changes, mostly, you know, the, the clock stuff, um, pitch clock, batter clock, um, three o'clock rock, um, you know, all, all the clocks. I don't want to talk about any of them. I'm like captain hook, just keep alligators and clocks away from me. But, you know, we haven't talked a lot about that. Uh, and that's good. You know, that's, 
I'm sure MLB was like, I hope we can slide these rule changes in and um, they go off without a hitch. And we're still seeing violations, but um, we haven't seen that bottom of the ninth other than in uh, spring training. You know, the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, full count, the, the most least climactic end of a game of all time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pitch clock violation walk. Um, so I hope that keeps going. Keeps going well. It'll be interesting to see. Um, and I'll throw this over to Corey real quick to give us a um, the stats on it. What has uh, viewership been so far for the MLB this season? You know what would be great is if you put these questions that you had in the agenda so I could look them up beforehand. But uh, I have uh, I have no idea. That'll uh, the, be um... the A's has probably been bad. I can tell you that. <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, spoiler alert: you might see some pictures of some boys in Oakland. Um, maybe we'll discuss that in a pod to come, you know, as far as, you know, have as viewership or anything increased, um, Aaron, did you have something you want to bring up? Yeah. I was going to give Joe the definition of an agenda, a list of items to be discussed at a formal meeting. Back to you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, as far as forecasts, the last thing I had was. I do have an appointment coming up with um, the doctor. I'm looking forward to increasing my um, anxiety and depression medication. <laughs> so I don't know if that'll help because the Cardinals lost again tonight. They're now uh, 10 and 20. Um, and then a little bit of a beforecast, which I'm sure that's been used at some point in the past. It's called a recap, but trademark Gailey. Uh, I'll just count how many points you've had so far, but go ahead. I think we're on seven. <laughs> You're still taking half the time that these guys talked about upper side and south side. <laughs> upper <Anyway>. side. <laughs> no, it's not what anybody calls it. That's what it's called. North side. Strong side. Anyway. Um, That's the left side. Yeah. A, a, a beforecast, something that's happened before today. You guys may have heard me saying some um, interesting things throughout the podcast, like about some chickens, some pigs, um, some ham sandwiches. (laughs) Well, play the organ on slow mode and pull out the bagpipes because we did have a passing this past week. Uh, Mike Shannon, longtime announcer for the Cardinals. He also played for the Cardinals. Give a quick... Shout out to him. Um, so he played nine seasons with the cards. He won a couple World Series there. He called their games for 50 years. I know I listened to him my whole life. I'm guessing when y'all tuned in, you did too, Jay Lee. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought he was a good, good broadcaster. Maybe by the seventh or eighth inning, he was a little more animated, had that cackle of a, of a laugh. <laughs> Had the uh, the Homer call of the get up, baby, get up, get up. Um, so thanks, Mike, for all the years you did that, and rest in peace. Just a cool voice, too. Yeah. All right. I'll throw it over to Jay Lee to wrap this up. <clears> well, I forecast. mean, what I was going to talk about on forecast, Joe doesn't want to talk about anymore, so I think we might just need to cancel my <laughs> segment. I just now looked at the agenda uh, and saw what you wrote. <laughs> that's, of course. Uh, that's 
that's embarrassing. No, I, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. I just don't really have a forecast. Just I like getting the feedback on all these rules. And we finally got some some players who made some comments about the rules and how they feel about them. And um, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read the ones that stick out to me. Uh, so there's one that's what's your favorite thing about the new rules so far? Blake Snell from the Padres. None that I can think of was his quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's excited about that. Uh, Ian Happ um, likes not having the shift, being able to get some ground balls. Um, he hits this huge rewarding guys for hard hit balls. Um, let's see. Um, Elvis Andrews, the bigger bases, you know, a lot easier to everything, stealing, making double plays, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's another question here. What's one thing about the rule changes you, you think needs improvement? Let's go back to Snell because his was uh, <sighs> his was great. I think this Joe might have actually uh, commented on this one as well. Snell, stolen bases. It's a joke. Can't throw no one out. You have to be 1.2, 1.3 seconds to the plate. If you pick twice, they're getting crazy jumps and leads. Stolen bases are a joke. <laughs> and the bases are I closer. like Mr. Snell. The game was made perfectly, and they changed the game. I need to be better at pressing buttons on the pitchcom device. Sometimes you're thinking about how to attack a hitter, and you need to hit the buttons. I'd like to be able to say I'm pressing the wrong buttons. More time would help. So he's pretty animated about it. Uh, the big consensus on like what they think needs to change is there's a lot of about the amount of time the pitchers are getting. Um, seems like a lot of players are on the same boat as that. Like they feel like they need more. Um, and then there's a lot of com multiple comments about the pitcher being able to call a timeout like the hitter. So we might see that eventually come into play. Um, let's see if I can't find another quote from Snell because it has been. Yeah. Blake was the best. In that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. While you're looking, I got something I saw with that pitcher calling timeout. I didn't realize this until today because it happened to Kirby Yates. Uh, full count. Trying to figure out the pitch. Then on walked the guy in the eighth inning. He stepped off and then stepped back on, thinking that would restart the clock, and it didn't. <laughs> so he got called for yeah. all four. And then he's like, What? I disengaged. You can't disengage said, with nobody on base, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't reset the clock. You can, but it doesn't reset the clock. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the last questions is What do you hear most when talking to players, teammates about the rule changes? And they're all on the same boat of kind of just feeling like everybody's rushed. So yeah. I think if they somehow add a few more seconds back to the pitch clock, I think that probably ease everybody's, ease everybody's mind. But I just thought that was interesting because um, I mean, we talked about the rule changes, but finally hear some players talk about it. It's kind of uh, interesting their thoughts and what they like and what they don't like. And I think it's pretty consensus on the. Uh, yeah. Everybody likes the shift being gone, and but they also want more time for the the pitch clock. So, no, I I think I read that same article, and I I really thought it was insightful, just like like you did. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're getting some feedback. Share that share a lot of the opinions you do, and I thought Blake Snow was hilarious because it just seems like he hates everything about every rule. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but he uh, anyway. The ESPN uh, riders have been doing some research as far as the injuries too, because the first mm -hmm. month pitcher injuries are way up, and there's a big school of thought that that's because they don't have time to recoup between each pitch. Yeah, which I, I believe we talked about. 
Yeah. So if I that, that if, that, if that's a league-wide concern, I could see that being the biggest factor in adding time mm-hmm. is players' health because they love the the pace of play that's going on. Yeah. I mean, especially with the players that are throwing, like more players, more not are throwing ninety-five plus. I mean, that yeah. puts so much on your arm. There was a there was a funny speaking of pace of play. There was a funny little quote from Mark Canna where he was talking about how uh, last year his parking garage in his building closed at midnight, so he'd like mm-hmm. get his wife and his kids in the car and be like racing home to try and get back to the parking garage before they had to like park on the street or something like that. And it's just like that seems like crazy that that's <laughs> like it's like you're sitting you're maybe in like left field or something and it's the bottom of the night you're like all right let's go i gotta yeah. get parked but uh uh kevin cash this one's just plain and simple too talking about on the things that they would eliminate and he goes i'd eliminate the limit on throwovers i think that's stupid <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah all right cool no so it's it's cool to see kind of the, the players and managers being so candid but Corey, um, yeah what do you could want you give it could you pull us something on like what in the past let's just you know the past 15 years of data sure 15 years uh-huh. like how how many times has somebody thrown over more than twice like i'm just wondering how much time they're saving by limiting it to to two times i don't i can't i know it happens but i can't remember a game where it's like wow this pitcher is thrown over on every runner six times and maybe it has, but I'm just asking you for the stats. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. I mean, I think it's it's the disengagement too. Like it's it's the the timeouts and the catcher conversations. I know they limited mound visits before, but I mean, there was a lot of time where the pitcher just could kind of take however much time he needed. And and I mean, even players got annoyed with that too. Like they wanted them to. I mean, pitchers got annoyed with hitters taking too long. I think hitters sometimes got annoyed with pitchers taking too long. So it's it's nice to kind of put everybody on an even playing field. I think. But um, as far as other things to look forward to, that would be our our weekend predictions. Which uh, Joe, would you like to just give a guess for what you had last week? What your you record? I don't even know. I... give me a number. Give me a give me a record. Three three numbers. Add up to five total. Three, you go five three and numbers? Yeah, the last one ties. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, one, four, and one. That's six. <laughs> so, uh, you were actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no better time than to point out the sign that's still back. Yeah. Here. Well, uh, you had our first five and oh week. Yeah, oh, nice. wow. Keeper. I'm back, boys. Last place, though, right? Uh, no, I I am in last place now. Yeah, Corey uh, did that as well. Um, so Joe went five and zero. Oh. Uh, Jared and Aaron went three and two, and I went two and three. That brings the season totals to Joe on top at ooh, eleven ooh, eight ooh. and one. Uh, Jared and Aaron at ten nine and one, and myself at <coughs> nine ten and one. Under what, five. What was your record, Corey? Two and three. Rangers oh, yeah, Bre- and Brewers, Brewers. Correct. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were one for. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so we are going Don't to last. dive into this weekend series, starting it off with the Blue Jays at Pirates. 
Again, I'm going to take a, an Aaron approach to this because last week I really dove into trying to figure out what the best, <laughs> the correct picks would be, and I did not have much luck. Uh, so, you don't think too much. You just got to pick the team and go. Hey, that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm taking, the, snappy, I'm taking snappy. The, the Blue Jays because I think the Pirates aren't that good, and they're playing the Rays. They're playing the Blue Jays. I think they're playing some teams that are tough. Um, so Blue Jays. Jared. I think the Pirates are good, but I am taking the Blue Jays. Joseph, keep it going. The The Pirates are definitely not good, and the Blue Jays are, are playing pretty hot, so I'm Blue Jays. I picked the Jays as well because I'm the only guy that has not voted for the Pirates yet. I, have I thought, thought it was going to be hilarious if everybody who voted for the Pirates didn't pick them and then you <laughs> the Pirates. Nope. And I also gave credit to Joe's PowerPoint again in my notes. Sure. That's good. Um, Sounds good. Next series is the White Sox at Reds, which is not necessarily that interesting of a series, but I thought it with the discussions that we had, it, it would be a fun one to kind of go through. Um, I'm taking the Reds. I did look a little bit into this. They got Green and Lodolo going over the weekend. Um, again, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Tim Anderson does to this White Sox team, but uh, I think against that pitching matchup, I'm taking the Reds. <laughs> For all the crap we talked, I'm taking the White Sox. All right, man, what a what a matchup we have here. I was interested in the pitching. Who was pitching as well? Thanks for looking that Green up. Green and Luke Weaver, and then Lance Lynn is Friday for the White Sox. Lynn Giolito and. It's not bad matchups, really. It's no, it's not. I mean, and we got to talk about teams that, like, if we just pick the same teams that are always. Yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, I'm looking at this Reds lineup, and I, I've i never even heard of any of these players. So um, I'm going to go Reds, um, White Sox, sorry. The, the sock of a color variety. Sure. <laughs> uh, I would go with the Reds. Uh, I do think they have the advantage in the rotation slightly. And I enjoyed watching them play against the Braves. All three games, I think, were one-run games, and it's in, it's in Cincy, so the Tim Anderson effect's not going to kick in until he gets back home. Okay. Um, next one is the Red Sox at Phillies, which, uh, as far as I can tell, the probables are not really available. I'm sure you could figure it out, but um, I picked the Phillies to win the East. Bryce Harper's back. Phillies are winning the series. I will take the Bryce Harpers. All right. Hmm. I just want to pick what you all are picking. But, um, I mean, the Red Sox are playing better than they should. Phillies. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going Phillies as well, so we're all tied so far. Harper, it'll be his first series at home. Yeah. Because they're on the road right now. Um, well, Joe's just piggybacking off of us. You should have wrote these down first and circled them. I got them tight. Wow, you wasted ink on that. I did. Got, got a lot of money over there. Um, Church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, twins at Guardians is the next one we're looking at. Uh, this is a, a one and two in the AL Central, a weak division, but I I think this will be a good matchup and. and sh- be a good indicator of, of maybe again it's it's the beginning of may but good indicator of which team is actually better um 
Again, I picked the Guardians to win the Central, and I the Twins have, have shown up for sure. But uh, I want the Guardians to win the Central, so I want the Guardians to win the series. Guardians. All right. I'm going to go Twins. I went Twins as well. Got over Gray and Lopez. So Gray and Lopez going in a three-game series. Advantage. I agree. Yep. Uh, next one, also a battle of division foes. Rangers at Angels. Again, um, Rangers are, are hot right now. I put them in my top five, but I want the Angels to win baseball games so bad. So I am taking the Angels to win this series. I think that'll 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 uh, pogo stick them into excellence. Angels, okay. Yeah, and I, I got to one-up that and put this halo above my head. <laughs> Come on, Cooney. Keep going, Jay Lee. Excel's oh, asking, sorry, asking me to oh, autofill. Because I picked the Rangers. Oh. And the Rangers my, are the ah, Pittsburgh Pirates of the AL. My reason is Corey's strategy. Either the Rangers win, I'm happy, or the Angels win. There you I'm go. Happy. That's what that's the strategy. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good strategy. I, I listened to that episode and I was like, "That's good. Good call by me." Um, so we all got Blue Jays over the Pirates. Split White Sox Reds. All got Phillies over the Red Sox. Split Guardians Twins, and three to one Angels over Rangers with Cooney the Odd Man out there. So we uh, again, it's still a very tight race. Um, you know, two games between or two two games, I guess. Two points um, between first and, and last. Um, so we will uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll close some ground there, but let's lock those or predictions not. in. All right. With that being said, that's going to wrap up another episode of Rake Your Position. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can catch us midweek episodes, our game times. We finished up April with our roster game, which I believe Corey stormed back on the last episode to catch me. Um, but we won't spoil who got last. Um, but this week we're going to start a new game called our war game. And so you can check us out, uh, look, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you get notified when that game drops later on this week and find us on Twitter at rake your position. But until next time, don't forget to rake, rake, rake your, your, your position. position. Ha, 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 ha,